I believe he's got the right man here to do it tonight. How about you? Let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit tonight. God bless you, Brother Rouse. Appreciate it. Amen. I wonder, would you lift your voice? Would you hand clap tonight all across the house of the Lord? Amen. I wonder, would you magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together? Come on, how many knows he's worthy? How many knows we serve a good God? He's able. He's faithful. There's nobody like Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. I said, is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. No place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. God is still on the throne. Amen. He still answers prayers. Amen. He still makes a way even where there seems to be no way. Amen. There is nothing too hard for him. And I believe that tonight somebody can leave here different than the way that they've come. I believe somebody can leave here tonight knowing that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen. You know, that's, that's the secret to it is to diligently seek the Lord. Amen. To lay aside everything else and say, I want you more than I want anything else in my life. Amen. Anybody else feel that way in the house of the Lord? Amen. If you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 10, verse number 46. Amen. I do want to say I give honor to Pastor Moore. Amen. And First Lady, Sister Moore. Amen. I'm so thankful to have them in our lives. Amen. They've been good to me and my family. Amen. And we appreciate them. Anybody thankful for your pastor and pastor's wife? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Give honor to my pastor, Brother Spears. Amen. For babysitting, I mean for being my my pastor, amen, and for watching the kids, amen, we'll give them honor for that too, amen, amen, just so thankful, amen, for a man of God that stands on the wall, amen, and looks out, amen, and is able to let you know when something is coming, amen, when trouble is on the horizon, amen, and uh, Mark chapter 10, verse number 46, amen, says, and they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great and a great number of people, blind Martimbaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Amen. This man that we know as Bartimaeus cried out to Jesus, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. Amen. Jesus stopped everything else that he was doing and stood still 
and said, bring him unto me. Amen. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across the house of the Lord. Would you help me pray? Lord Jesus, God, I come before you right now. God, I pray that you'd empty me of myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. God, I pray that you'd fill me with your holy anointing. God, I pray that your anointing would destroy every yoke of bondage in this house tonight. God, make a way even where there seems to be no way. God, Lord, I pray that you would use me as a tool, as an instrument in the palm of your hands, that you would receive all the glory. God, I admit my dependence upon you. Empty me of myself, my own ideas, my own opinions, and fill me with your holy anointing. God, anoint every ear to hear your word. God, and on every mind and every heart to receive what it is that you want to do for them tonight. God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free, God. And if any good thing would happen in this house tonight, Lord, let it be said that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands together one more time. I wonder would somebody shout out the name of Jesus all across this sanctuary. Come on, we serve a mighty good Savior. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do in this house tonight, God. Lord, there's nothing too hard for you, God. You're able in this place. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. And I decided that I would take it easy on the sound man tonight. Amen. I don't even have a title for you. Amen. But I just I have a burden on my spirit. In prayer and fasting today, amen, knowing that God has something good for someone in this house tonight. You're going to have a burden and a desire to see the Lord show up and to have his way in this house. Anybody going to help me have a move of the Holy Ghost here in this house tonight? Amen. As Jesus was making his way out of Jericho, the Word of God tells us that a blind man named Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside. And there, this blind man was begging alms. He was begging for provisions to help him make it through another day, another week, another month. Begging just for enough to make it by for a little while longer. And here... The Word of God is very clear as to who this man is. It tells us that he is the son of Timaeus. And Timaeus means foul in a religious sense. Defiled or infamous, polluted or unclean. Uh, being infamous means that this man Timaeus, Bartimaeus' father, was known for all the wrong reasons. Uh, he was not famous, but he was infamous. He was known uh, for how foul and how messed up he was and how unclean that he was. Uh, and here sits Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's what his name meant was that he was the son uh, of Timaeus or the son of the unclean. Uh, here sat Bartimaeus bound by things that he had no power over. Bound by things that he had no control over. Bound by not only his own shame and his own blindness, but he was also connected and burdened with the sins and with the uncleanness of his father. And here he was sitting and begging, oh, just I need something to help me make it through another day. And can I tell you here in the house of the Lord tonight uh, that there are people 
people that are dealing with their own problems. But not only that, you are dealing with the people's problems that they have that are causing pain and heartache in your life as well. It's enough to be struggling with your own mistakes and your own faults and your own failures. But you have been made to carry burdens that are not even necessarily yours to carry. You've been made to deal with things. You've been connected with things that are bringing you down and causing you to feel shame and humiliation by what is going on in those that are around you. Can I tell you tonight that Satan would love to wear you down with anything that he can place upon your mind. Satan would love to wear you out by anything that he can put upon you and cause you to carry a burden that's not even yours and cause you to deal with things that you have no power and that you have no control over. And Bartimaeus sits by the roadside, a victim of his father's failures, a victim of his father's mistakes, known as the son of the unclean one, known as the son of the one that is defiled and the one that is dirty, known as the son of Timaeus. And yet, something on the inside of this blind man, as he hears that Jesus is making his way down the highway that he's sitting beside, something within Barnabas begins to cry out, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Can I tell you that when he began to cry, Jesus, thou son of David, he was doing more than just calling Jesus by his name. But something on the inside of him was acknowledging that this is the promised Messiah. This is the son of David. This is more than the son of Mary and Joseph but this is the son of David this is the promised one that we heard about this is the one that has power and has authority this is the one that's able to do a great work in my life and although he could not see with his natural eyes something within him said hey Jesus is coming my way and he's able to heal me he's able to deliver me. He's able to do a work in my life that no man can stop. He's able to work in me in a way that will forever change my life. Although Bartimaeus because that he was a blind man was not allowed into the temple. But somehow he must have heard that there was one coming that was to be the Messiah. The one that would come and make things right. And no doubt maybe he heard somebody talking about the Messiah that would one day come and that he would give sight to the blind. For Isaiah prophesied it in Isaiah 35 and 4. He said, say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, 
Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with the recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. Can I tell you that when Jesus shows up in my life and when Jesus shows up in your life things begin to change and can I tell you that there is nothing impossible with him he said blind Bartimaeus but something within him said hey I believe that this is the one that will give sight back to the blind I believe that this is the one that can unstop the deaf ears and I believe that this is the promised one that's going to take a dry place and turn it into many waters I believe that this is the one that can make a way even where there seems to be no way. Can I tell you in the house of the Lord tonight, we serve a God that is able. We serve a God that is mighty. We serve a God that saves by his mighty hand. Isaiah said, I, I got to let those that are fearful know that they can be strong and fear not. I got to let those know that feel like all hope is lost, that there is a Savior that's coming, and He's coming with a mission. And he's coming with a goal to fulfill and a goal to accomplish. He's coming with vengeance and he's coming with recompense. He's coming with a reward to hand out. He's coming to make things right. And he said, and when he comes, he's going to save you. And I want you to know that there is hope for the blind and there is hope for the deaf and there's hope for those that have to cry unclean and there's hope for those that have to depend on others to try to make it through. There's hope for those that one day they can have power to provide for themselves. They can have power to stand up for themselves. They can have power to let somebody else know I once was blind but now I see. I was sitting by the roadside when I heard Jesus was coming my way. I could not see it with my eyes but my faith told me this is your moment. This is your opportunity. This is your chance. You can have whatever you have need of. When John the Baptist was in prison, this was the man that said, Behold the Lamb of God. He knew that Jesus was the Messiah. But time in prison and time with things not going right. He had to send some of his disciples to ask Jesus, are you really the one? And Jesus, this kind of continues on with his little church service, if you allow me to put it that way. And he begins to heal the blind. And he begins to heal the lepers. 
And those two disciples are looking on at what Jesus is doing. And he begins to preach to the poor. And he begins to let them know that there is hope. And the blind are now seeing and the deaf are now hearing. And then in Luke 7 and 22, Jesus tells those disciples, you go tell John what you saw today. Why was that important? Because God knew that if John John could grab a hold of the fact that, hey, the blind have seen and the lepers have been cleansed, that he would realize this is he there is no doubt in my mind and can I tell somebody tonight there's no doubt in my mind that Jesus can meet and supply every one of your needs tonight there's no need for you to leave here wondering what's going to happen next but you can leave here knowing that God is my reward God is my strength he is my provider he is a way where there seemeth to be no way I come to preach to somebody tonight that at once you observe life through the eyes of faith. But now, time has passed and you're starting to see things with your natural eyes. And you're starting to question some things. But I want to tell you, He's still the same God that He's always been. He's still the same healer that he's always been. He's still the same way maker that he's always been. Can I tell you, we might not can see it with our natural eyes sometimes. Oh, but there's something on the inside of me that's called faith. And I feel it stirring up on the inside. And it says, hey, Jesus is my healer. Jesus is my way maker. That's why Paul told us in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Hey, if we're walking by sight, sometimes it looks like God isn't moving. But when we look through the eyes of faith, we can say, hey, this is He that has come to take away the sins of the world. This is He that has come to call the backslider. This is He that's come to call the prodigal out of the muck and the mire of the pig pen of sin. Something on the inside of Barnabas, or Bartimaeus rather, caused him to begin to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. That was a stirring in his spirit that said, I know if anybody can do it for me. Jesus can do it in my life. Or the crowd, they tell Bartimaeus, won't you calm down a little bit? Why don't you be quiet and hold your peace? There ain't no point and no need in you getting this crowd riled up. There's no need in you shouting and hollering at Jesus. Uh, He's just making his way by like he's done time after time before. But can I tell somebody here in the house of the Lord, there will be something on the inside of you that is stirring up within that says, I'm not going to let Jesus just come down in this church service like any old normal church service, but I want something to happen 
moment in my life that's going to forever change me. I don't want this Wednesday night to be like every other night, but I want it to be a moment where I can see him and I can call on his name and he moves and works in my life. Jesus told him, no man can come to me except the Father will just sit me, draw him, and I will raise him up the last day. There was a pulling. There was a drawing. There was a stirring in Barnabas. It said, I've sat here being a beggar long enough. I've sat here being blind long enough. Oh, can I tell you that although they, they tried to calm him down and they tried to tell him, hey, you don't have to get so excited. You don't have to get so riled up. You might as well just hold your peace. But something on the inside of him said, I'm sorry, I can't be quiet because I have a need in my life and I refuse to leave and go back home the same way that I came. I may have came to the side of the road a blind beggar but when I leave I can leave here knowing that hey Jesus has touched me Jesus has opened up my blinded eyes and I'll never be the same hey look at that blind beggar hey not anymore I've been touched I've been healed by the power of God And out of desperation, he's crying out. Oh, the son of the unclean is crying out. Jesus, how son of David, have mercy on me. I want to preach to the weary soul tonight. You feel like all I can do is just sit here for a while because I'm so blind spiritually right now I can't even see how God's moving and how God's working in my life. Would you lift your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord. My wife will go ahead and come. He Hallelujah. 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 The word of God says he cried out even the more. He kind of reminded me of David when, when Michael told him you need to just uh, you need to quit all that foolishness. Uh, but he said if you thought that was something you just wait till next time. Uh, hey Barnabas, uh, you might as well be quiet. Uh, oh no, uh, there's something within me uh, that says I don't have to leave the same way I came. Uh, there's something within me uh, saying that this is my healer. Uh, this is my redeemer. Uh, this is the restorer uh, of my blinded eyes. And there Jesus stops. He stands still. And he says, Bring him. Bring him here to me. Bring him right here where I am. He throws off that garment and he makes his way to Jesus. Now, nothing else matters. The crowd is there. 
But it's really just Jesus and Bartimaeus. Because Jesus says, Bartimaeus, what would you have me to do to you? What do you have need of in your life? And Bartimaeus says, Lord, if I could just recover my sight, if you could just open up my blinded eyes. Oh, hallelujah. Can I tell you, there is something special that happens when we begin to call on the name of Jesus. There's something special that begins to happen when we begin to call on the name of the Lord. Acts 2 and 21 tells us, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why? Because when you begin to call on the name of the Lord, you'll grab a hold of his attention. And it doesn't matter what else is going on. He might be healing somebody else's mind. He might be healing somebody else's grandchild. He might be working over here. Oh, but when you call his name, it's as if nothing else is going on but you and him. It's as if nothing else matters but you and him. And he can multiply that by hundreds and by thousands. Thousands. Can I tell you, he loves you just like you were his one and only child. He loves you just like you were the only one. And every one of us can feel that way. Every one of us can know, hey, that when I call on the name of the Lord, he stops. And says, what do you have me to? Oh, that I could have my sight. Oh, and that crowd that told him to be quiet. Now, now there's been a shift in their attitude and a shift in their spirit. And now they're saying, hey, Barnabas, be of good comfort. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is telling you to come close to him. And I wonder what would happen in this house tonight if there would be an expectation that would begin to grow in this place and say that Jesus is in this house. Oh, I got a feeling it would be a lot like in Mark chapter 2 when it was noised abroad that Jesus was in the house at Capernaum. Hey, they filled that house and there was not enough room for them to even get in at the door. Hey, but somebody had enough faith to tear off the roof and said, if Jesus is in the house, my healing's in the house. If Jesus is in the house, my deliverance is in the house. If Jesus is in the house, my sound mind is in the house. Come on, let's lift our voice together all across this house right now. Come on, I come to tell somebody it's not too late to call on the name of Jesus. I come to tell somebody it doesn't matter oh, how filthy or how dirty you might feel. It doesn't matter how bound up you might be. It doesn't matter what you've been facing in your mind. All that matters right now is that Jesus is passing by. Jesus is in this house. And where Jesus is, you have your answer. You have your deliverance. You have whatever you have need of. Before lay aside 
every way and every sin that would so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher come on somebody needs to turn their attention to Jesus right now Oh, come on, you focused on the blindness long enough. You focused on the chaos long enough. You focused on the hurt long enough. You focused on the past long enough. You focused on yesterday long enough. You focused on other things long enough. But I've come to tell you tonight that Jesus is in this house. And where Jesus is, he is the answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. tried to handle it on your own long enough you tried to do it on your own long enough come on it's time to let it go I said it's time to let it go Jesus our son of David have mercy on me God touch my mind God touch my spirit God, do an operation on my heart tonight, God. Oh, God, touch me, Lord. Touch me, Lord, and I will be forever changed. Touch me, Lord, and I'll never be the same. Come on, somebody ought to cry out with a loud voice tonight. Come on, somebody ought to shake the gates of hell with your voice tonight. Somebody ought to lift up your voice. Come on, Jesus is in this house. What do you have need of? Do you got sons and daughters that you want to see saved? Or do you got lost loved ones that you want to see delivered? Hey, Jesus, I need you to touch my wife. I need you to move in my home. I need you to move in my family. Come on, somebody ought to touch him. Come on, you got his attention. You're in his presence. God, move in me. Come on. Come on. God, I recognize you for who you are. You've got all power. You've got all dominion. You've got all authority in this house.
can touch you like Jesus. want you more than anything else.
God still moving in this house tonight. Come on, I wonder would somebody throw their hands up toward heaven. Come on, I wonder would somebody begin to throw their hands up, begin to lift their voice. Come on, all across this house right now. Oh, God, we need you in this place, God. Lord, we need you right here, God. God, we need you in this place, God. Lord, you're able to do it, God. You're able to make a way, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody needs to let the devil know Jesus is on the shores of my life. Jesus is passing my way. I don't have to stay where I am, but he's moving in my spirit. I feel my faith rising. I feel my faith building. God's about to make a way. God's about to open up a door. God's about to move in my spirit. Come on. Satan's trying to destroy you in the darkness. Come on. He don't want you to walk in the light. He don't want you to come forth shining like gold. Come on. Hang on. God's moving in you.
take you to the next level. Let God take you to that deeper place than you've ever been before. Come on, let God do a work in your life. Come on, He wants to do something fresh in you. He wants to do something in you. Oh, that everybody can look and say, hey, God's moving. God's working. Come on, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for Jesus? Is there anything that this miracle worker cannot do? Is there any set of blinded eyes that he cannot open? Is there any deaf ears that he cannot unstop? Come on, he's a way maker.
for the word tonight when you make up in your own mind and heart and spirit like blind police I'm not going to wear this coat any longer I'm not going to let this spirit dominate me or control me any longer I'm going to find Jesus in an encounter with him I couldn't help but when we was praying for these young men this tonight and you begin to ponder the road they got to walk and the days and weeks and months and years that was laying ahead of them and the trials and battles and but God God wants to walk with them God wants to help them God in the same way for each one of us, young or old, as we submit ourselves unto Him and yield ourselves unto Him. There's some battles He can keep us out of. Now, there may be other battles we wind up in, but if we're in the battles with Him, guess who's with us? 
And if he's with us, no giant can take us out. No giant. I don't care how much of a champion he's been called in this old world. But when you fight for the Lord, and when you and I come to the realization it's mine, it's not my battle, it's his. And I'm just going to make a stand. I'm going to hear his voice. I'm telling you, this world's full of wickedness. The devil, the spirit of iniquity is running a rapid. Man, it's destroying lives and taking them out. But, but as Jesus comes by, cry out. Let's get a hold of him. Let's let him get a hold of us. Let's don't let the absence of services cause us to be an absence of Jesus in our lives. An absence of the move of the Holy Ghost. There's some personal discipline that's got to take place and prayer and reading your Bible. And man, you can listen to preaching. You can listen to it 24 hours a day with, on your phones and with technology and all that it is today. And I encourage that. I'm, I'm not down. I'm, I'm encouraging it. But I'm telling you, it's also the times you've got to do what Jesus said. You've got to go in that prayer closet and you've got to close the door. And you've got to have an encounter with him. Amen. A visitation with him. Praise God. God's for us. God's working for us. He's working in Bendale, I promise you. Amen. Working hearts and souls and lives to, to set free, to deliver, and to make whole. And God knows. God sees. Nothing's hid from this all-seeing one. He knows the hearts, the intents. and He knows our abilities. Amen. We don't, we don't really have to prove nothing. All said and done. Just humble ourselves to Him and give ourselves to Him. And just let Him be our Savior. Let Him be our God. Let Him be that present help that came to me today. How many of you believe we're living in troubled times? Mm -hmm. But what does the Bible say about troubled times? He's a very present help. So that tells me that God would show up more often. In troubled times. And you just agreed with me that we're living in troubled times. So that's telling me that God's wanting to show up more than he's ever showed up. That means he's wanting to manifest himself. And he's not waiting for you to just get back here Sunday morning to bless you. He'll bless you tomorrow. He'll pull out his greatness and kindness. He'll speak to you. He'll give you a song. Amen. He can direct you in the word of God. Man, I'm telling you, this is an awesome God we serve tonight. Thank you, Brother Rouse, for obeying the Lord and preaching to us again tonight. And I'm telling you, praise God. Appreciate Sister Rouse and her playing and singing and helps. Praise God and the time that's spent up here and pouring themselves out and helping us along this way. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate you. Let's pray for one another. Let's pray the hand of God, the blessing of the Lord. Invite somebody. Tell them. Amen. Item to, we're going to be in revival Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Come be with us. Praise God. Amen. Invite them to the house of God. Be excited about it too. Don't, if you ain't excited about it, don't invite them. <laughs> you may not like that one, but anyway. Praise God. <laughs> but you be excited about it. But hey, something's going to happen. Man, we're going to the house of God. Praise God. We're going to party. We'll get drunk. We'll see people get redeemed, atoned. I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. I can show you the backs, man. In the book of Acts, they got it. Just a couple of chapters after the second chapter, man, they got it again. It's shaking in the place. So, man, we still believe in that. 
Love you tonight. Appreciate you. I'm just going to let you be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. Appreciate you so much. God bless you. Continue to pray for brother and sister uh, Randy and Debbie Burnham. God bless them. Man, have a safe trip and all the other results. Amen. To come back just like God wants it to be. All the glory and praise will be to Jesus Christ. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.